Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh my gosh. About One, two, three. Two Just in general. <laughs> well, if that many people feel nervous at a table, we can actually utilize that nervous energy and be like, well, if everybody's nervous, then it ain't no need to be nervous because everyone feels the same way. You know? Like, and as a kid, I was so shy. Still to this day, I've taught over 10,000 classes. Easy. I'm literally about to walk out on stage today at Summit. I've taught at Summit for I don't even know how many years. I'm literally bent over like this. Like, I can't move. I feel like I'm on a starting line of track, like when I used to run track. And that nervousness like completely takes over me. But just to share, you know, we went to Europe and we came back and we were like little frazzled. And I had this like imbalance in my mind and like my energy usually it like flows pretty good but I felt like there was this like weird like I just had this like imbalance and so yesterday I was supposed to get a massage and then I postponed a massage and I never really do that because I hate you know going against my plan or like you know inconveniencing someone and I walk into the massage um, last night and this is like my rebooking and it was this lovely woman and we started talking and she touched my shoulder. Within like three minutes, she touched my shoulder and she was like, what's wrong with your shoulder? And I said, well, there's nothing wrong with this shoulder. She was like, okay, but there's something imbalanced. And she went over to the side of my shoulder and like did something and popped it in. And it was like for the rest of the the massage session we talked about like energy and flow and then she said you've been feeling imbalanced in your emotions i said what now some people oh might think that's, some people might think that's really weird and really crazy and the reason why i'm telling you that is because when i was on i said to alex and i was talking to my team last night in the kitchen and i was like for a couple weeks now my nervous energy would always be translating into something that would make me like thrive and and like push it out to be great 
and in the last couple of weeks leading just the transition maybe from Europe to here it's been like no like I feel nervous almost like a little anxiety you know which I'm gonna tell you guys about in like a few weeks I have a crazy anxiety story that just hit me as an adult you know to share but anyway so I said to them last night I was like it would be so nice to get back to having that nervous energy but make it translate into something great and make because it's a different kind of energy and so this morning when I was like this like oh my god I'm so nervous I really believe that massage session and that woman yesterday that you know kind of balanced me out put me back in a space because when I came out there today I was literally like it was like a new feeling like I had never taught a class before and it was because I, I felt balanced again um I don't know why I'm telling you that I think it's just that oh because everyone, everyone's feel you know you feel nervous and so I literally sent them a text before we came about 2 30 this afternoon I was like oh my gosh my anxiety is so high right now and they're like why I was like dinner I don't know I'm just like yeah, because, My question yeah. was about energy. You, so we, can start, <laughs> we can start the question too. We can go all around. And so. You said that just made me feel more comfortable because my question was okay, all about great. energy. Because I feel like I'm very sensitive to people's energies. Mm -hmm. So if someone is around me that is like negative or in a bad mood, I almost get feel it and get like introverted and like quiet and weird and it can ruin my whole like event or wherever I am, right? How do you like not allow other people's energy to affect you because like, it's so subconscious for me but that's such a great question how do you allow how do you not allow other people's energy to affect you and before i answer that question i'm gonna go back to what i told you about how i don't read a lot of self-help books over and over again because i feel like sometimes they repeat themselves unless it's like mine which is like a you know uh you know I tell you my story and go into it but um and that's why I listen to different types of podcasts that tell stories of someone's journey. But um, that's one part. I'm going to go there. So I want, you, I want everyone to know that I'm not. You, your phone can ring. We at home, girls. <laughs> um, um, you know, so this is going gonna, gonna, gonna to be a little weird, but I'm weird and it's fine. So I believe in astrology. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. But I have a Pisces moon. And the water signs are super emotional and pretty much clairvoyant. And I know this is really weird for whoever's watching. <laughs> Get over it and go with me. So the reason why, and I went to a person who is an astrology, um, just like an expert, if you will. And the combination of my Taurus... Um, sun sign, my Sagittarius rising, and my Pisces moon is what makes me good at my my career. I'm not good at fitness. I'm not. I'll tell you guys right now. Like There are plenty of people who know more about fitness who want to study fitness more to me. I, but to me, fitness is about conquering your mind. Because the starting line is to actually put, press go, right? So, I say all that to say, I have learned, and I still have to kind of teeter with it, I have learned to say, okay, I can give you really good energy, but I don't have to take it, right? I don't have to take the energy you're giving me. Because what you probably do is you feel the energy in a room and you let it consume you, right? And then you become beat down, but then the people out there that's providing that negative energy, they're thriving in that negative energy. 
But you don't have to do that. You can, you can understand that the energy is there, but make your energy more powerful. So if you seem like a very calm, every time I met you, you're calm, you're peaceful, you're, you're kind, right? So there's two things you can do. You can remove yourself from the situation because that's always a really great thing to do and breathe. Or you, somebody kill him with kindness. You say, okay, well, you're gonna provide me that energy if I'm your husband and I walk in the house and I have very negative energy. You don't have to play a tennis match with me and give it back. You know, I just had a bad day. What happened? Like, that sucks. Because a lot of times what we do is we try to, when someone says they have a bad day, we try to fix it. And it's probably what you try to do a lot because you're super nice. And when you try to fix it, you put yourself in their shoes. It becomes over empathetic or sympathetic. But for me, because I was a person that used to lash out because of my insecurities, I know that if I'm really sad, like if I come to you and I'm like, Ali, I'm so sad because Eliza says something really mean to me, right? But she never would. <laughs> you easily, what helps me and what would provide good energy and not you not to take my energy is be like, you know what? I know exactly how you feel and that sucks. Instead of being like, you don't have to feel like that. Because when you don't have to feel like that, that's combat combative and now you're not accepting their emotion, right? So if people around you are being like negative, not that you have to be like, yeah, girl, and gossip with them, you can be like, you know, I can see how that really sucks. So now at that point, you're giving your kindness to them and now it opens up the door to be like, okay, so she understands me. And if you don't want to leave the room, you can be like, you know, that actually really sucks. And you know, when that happened to me before I did this because I didn't want to be in that situation. So now you're breaking, you're breaking up the, what I like to call the scar tissue of negativity. And I do that all the time. Like I'll be in a store. Oh no, I'm gonna tell you another crazy story. <laughs> and then I'm gonna get to another question. I was 12 years old. My mom was actually, she might talk about this story tonight. I don't know, cause my mom is, my mom is, I'm interviewing my mom tonight. No one knows that, but. So she reminded me this week about how my two neighbors were fighting. They were 30, four and 35 year old women, like much bigger than me yet. I think I was 12, right? 11 or 12, I was young. And she was like, why did you run outside? You feel like you could, you know, break that up. And I was like, I feel like I can provide peace. You know, like I'm not gonna get involved in a fight and take sides, but I can go out there and provide peace. And they still talk about it to this day, how I walked out there and I was just like, I was like, get off of her. And you know, I was like, why y'all fighting? Like, this is so <laughs> crazy. I didn't say, why are you fighting this? I was like, oh my God. I broke them up. I was like, this is crazy. Like, why are y'all doing this? And make them think. So I said to say, like, use your kindness in those in those situations, or you're allowed to get out. I hope that helped. Yes, but um, it, at the end of the day, it's about knowing you and knowing what you can provide and provide that energy, but you definitely don't have to take the energy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. T. I don't know. Uh, anybody want to go next with the questions? We were kind of discussing that earlier this week, and I was saying how like I was reading up on like empaths and how that can kind of like you can take on the emotions of somebody else, and it's it's hard to like not you know stop that. Yeah, to be to be able to be the opposite or to do it in a kind way. But that even sometimes like when I'm at big events or concerts, like that energy, the different energies in the room and the different feelings and emotions, like it, it makes me like sometimes like feel like I'm gonna like black out or something because there's wow. just so much emotion that like kind of like after I leave I almost need to like decompress before I can even go back out because it's just I think like you just 
as a very emotional person or like passionate, like you just take on everybody's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many people here are like that, would you say? I'm not sure not everyone's, but. Yeah. Okay, so you guys get that. It's so interesting because I was thinking that in my head. So I think, um, so years ago when I used to teach um, classes and stuff, I would finish the class or finish the event and I would be exhausted. And I would tell Scott, you guys are going to laugh. I would say, I want um, powdered donuts, the holes, <laughs> from like, like Intamins or something crazy if you're an East Coaster. And I just want to go to sleep. And it was because I would walk into a room and I would let the energy consume me instead of doing what I was talking to you about. And now, not only, I'm not saying I'm not exhausted after big events, but um, now it's not an exhaustion of taking on other people's energy. It's like, okay, like I've given, and now I still have, I still have energy to, you know, help them with the kids, you know, because I couldn't allow myself to be that drained knowing that I had other responsibilities. But I totally understand what you mean when you go into a room in general, you like I can hear at this table, like I'm like, this is good. Like this is really great energy. Like everyone's connected. But sometimes if there's a large group of people, it gets a little hairy, you know, because you're like, okay, how do I maneuver my way through that? But you know, you just give just give that good energy. I'm not sure if that was a question. But well, sure. well, my question kind of went along with hers and it was kind of like how you say like the five people that you surround yourself with are kind of like you know, what make you up. But what happens when some of the people that are close to you are probably not with the toxic or they have like their own issues, whether it be mental health or like addiction, things like that, that mm -hmm. like you can't really like, you're kind of torn between like, like you know what to do, but you're still kind of torn between that. Yeah, right? so... And it makes you not be probably, like, like, I feel sometimes like I'm not my true self because I, like, let their energy and their feelings and their problems override me. Yeah, so two things. One, you are being your true self. I think you don't think you're being your true self, but you allowing that is being your true self because you are caring, empathetic, sympathetic, and emotional. So the first thing you have to understand, you're like, okay, this is me. How do I how do I change my reaction so that you know? But when we're talking about loved ones and and that, this is gonna sound really crazy, but it's actually a compliment when loved ones piss us off, and I'm gonna tell you why. So if you had a, if you had groceries in your hand, that same man or woman that just had a fight with their husband is gonna hold the door for you. They're gonna do a really nice gesture for you. They don't know you. But when they go home, because of how much they love each other, how much they've shared and how much they've connected, people become freer and share more things when the love is, is, is you know, I guess you could say more powerful. So, you know, they had a movie called The Thin Line Between Love and Hate. So the closer people are to you, the more they're gonna share. The more emotions they're gonna share, the meaner they're gonna be. Is it okay? Absolutely not. But then it comes back to, you have to set your boundaries. You have to set your boundaries, which is the hardest part because if you're a person that wants to help, especially people with addiction or they could be somewhat verbally abusive, if they're physically abusive or any kind of abusive, you need to remove yourself anyway. But um, I think the foundation of that is for you is, I don't think you're not being yourself because from what I know of you and our, we have a lot of interaction, but minimal compared to a 24 hour day period, you are a helper. 
right? So I don't. I think you are being you. You just have to decide how much you want to give. Because if we can get a little bit personal, um, you know, I think I, I would say before we kind of met or before I met you, I think you're like, oh, Shanti provides me goodness, right? And then I met you, and know, like she provides me goodness too. Like the things you make, the things you share, the energy you put into the videos you make, you know, we had the same cross. I love it. You know, I'm not, this is all really great things. But someone who doesn't understand our mentality would be like, well, why is she doing it? Yeah. Right? But you're doing it, why? It kind of just gives me, it reminds me just of the things you say that like go through my head to help, help remind me to, to set those boundaries. Right. It really does. Like my, I see my braces, like sometimes I'll like, like somebody would snap a rubber band, like I would take my bracelet to remember that I need to like not give too much because then I drain myself and then I don't have right. enough for my children. So, so I think the foundation of that, without having this miraculous answer, is like stop trying to change who you are and just decide how much you want to give of who you are. And it's okay. I had a really close friend. Like we were friends since we were probably 11 or 12 years old. I mean, I am, she might see this, but oh well. Um, I'm the godfather of her son and I still consider him my godson, but she brought so much negativity to my life. Instead of like having some knockdown, drag out fight or going down the road that she wanted me to go down, I sent her to Slight Edge and I wrote her a nice note because I do believe the foundation of who she is is a really great person, but she wasn't providing me with greatness. And over an extended period of time, I was just like, I can't have you in my life. But I wrote a very nice note, but I was also, I had to end the friendship, you know? Who knows if in the future it will blossom again but for me I had to free myself of that toxicity and at the end of the day you have to decide if you are if you are living in a negative shell and the person who's making you live that way is really happy or if they're happy about the fact that you're unhappy they have to go it just it just has to happen but you can do it in ways that provide you with safety and security and freedom in yourself Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hope that helps a little bit. Yes, we can yeah, probably yeah. talk more about it. Yeah. Anybody, anybody want to go next in a particular order? Come on, blur it down. All right, I'll now. Go. here we go. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously, I, you know, that I have just started to touch on being a fitness instructor, fitness instructor, and I get goosebumps even just like you know, going through the music, going through my classes and everything, which tells me that I'm in the right place and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so actually mine's a little bit more of a lighthearted question of knowing where you're at today, if you could go back 10 years ago and give yourself the best piece of advice or biggest piece of advice, what would it be? Whoa. <laughs> so we are in 2019, so it would be 2009. We are in literally probably within three days of the day that insanity infomercial was testing. Wow. 2009. 
That's crazy. I would tell myself not to go. I know you thought it was lighthearted, but it's actually a little deeper. I would tell myself not to go down the nutritional road I went down to get to 4.1% body fat for asylum. Um, it was, while it was really great to look that way, I was eating like every three hours. I was super stressed about food. I was like, I would literally get up, I would train, I would eat, I would, I would get up at 5.50 every day. Number one, I would wake up at 4 or 15 and devour cantaloupe because I was just like, my brain was like, okay, eat, 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 eat. Because I thought that during insanity, I had gained too much weight and I felt fat. Right? And so, I know I got to answer all y'all's questions. Okay, I'm going to um, So then I was just like, oh my gosh. So then I started going, to, it was like when everybody was like, eat five, six times a day, small meals, you know, this whole thing. So then I became obsessed with like, I would eat here, I wake up at 5.50, I would eat egg, eight egg whites, avocado, um, then I would diminish the toast, I wouldn't put sugar in my coffee, I would have black coffee, then I would go to a rehearsal, and then I would, three hours later, I would eat an egg white omelet, and then I would leave there and I'd be like, I need to go to the gym and lift, and then I would go to the gym and lift, and then I would finish lifting, and then I would eat salmon and sweet potatoes, and then I would walk all the way cross town to Chelsea Piers and I would do a track workout and then I would run home right you know I would well, I wouldn't run home because I'm a backpack but some days I would run to the gym but I would do like a cool down run and it got to the point where like I was just constantly being injured to the point where I was in asylum right so the next year so now we here we are a year later asylum is about to come out I think it was two days before I was supposed to shoot Asylum, I pulled my hamstring. No way. And it was because I had, I just went too far. I just went too far. And after that, then I really, it was a slow progression to come out of it. And then I was just like, no, like I, I, I don't, you know, I met Scott and then, you know, I think sometimes, you know, they say when you meet somebody, you start to gain weight or whatever, <laughs> but it wasn't that. I just realized, I was like, oh, like, I don't, like, I'm, 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 I, I realized that like my time was being spent way too much doing something I didn't need to do. So I would tell myself to um, not go down the path, the nutritional path I went down. And I think that asylum would have been just as great, uh, but I will, Fast forward to today, which is why I do intermittent fasting because it provides me eight hours where I can eat. And now I can literally eat really great foods and eat to feel good, which I know a lot of you have heard me talk about. And um, so that's what I would tell myself. And I think it would have, I mean, I'm glad my life is the way it is and I'm glad I went through the struggles of it, but I would definitely be like, Sean, like pull it together. Like you don't need to eat this right now. Like it's okay, you know? So, and I think a lot of people may struggle with that. Um, it's kind of crazy because I do, so. Yeah. yeah, so if you're a person that struggles with that, like if you are counting your calories or if you're trying to eat every three hours, and this is not like a, this is not for me to tell you to do intermittent fasting, but one of the things that I love about intermittent fasting is that it, I was never a person that could stop eating at 7.30. I'm like, yo, I'd rather be <laughs> something sweet because I, I was raised to eat ice cream for that dessert. You know what I'm saying? Me and my grandmother and grandfather was in there. He called it ice milk. <laughs> but, um, and 
so for me, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm personally not starving when I wake up in the morning and I just feel really great. And so I'm like, okay, I wake up super early. I can drink black coffee. I'm not starving. And after I did it for a couple of weeks, I realized that working out, people say working on an empty stomach, well, you know, energized doesn't work your fast. So it's cool. But I mean, I just started feeling really good. And then at 1230, I stopped craving carbs to be the first thing that I ate. And because my body was like, at that point, what we call a fat burning machine, then I wanted the avocado. Like I would eat three avocado and it's all fat. I'm not worried about it. You know, I don't eat a ton of meat, but I would really eat more wholesome salads. I eat fish, you know, so, and I have eight hours. And here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand from 12 to eight or 1230 to 830. I literally have eight hours to eat. If you're eating really healthy food, it's not bad for you. If it's, if it's really healthy, it's not bad. And um, so now I literally eat two meals in that. I don't count them, but I realize I just naturally say, okay, I'm hungry two times. And, you know, a couple of little snacks. You know, I got my little power-up snacks, you know, <laughs> my this and that. But, um, yeah, but don't, like, try not to do that. Try not to count your calories because it's not about the calories. It's about the nutrients that's in the food. It just is. Um, and that's a whole nother thing, but I hope that. Yes, it was great. Okay. Next person. (laughs) Sorry for my long winded answers. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess one of them, uh, how do you get past like fear or self doubt? Um, I think I, I'll always say I get performance anxiety. Like when I get to certain situations, Oh, performance anxiety. Um, and usually I find myself pushing through it and then I'm fine. But like, there's this anxiety and like oh this buildup of before you do that scary thing or the thing that you're not sure you can do yeah so <clears throat> i have a question i told you i was going to answer a question with a question <laughs> have you ever gone into that anxiety fearful situation and attached to the feeling that's usually happened that usually happens on the other side so instead of being like oh my gosh i'm so nervous i gotta work my way through this you can be like well, the last time I did this, I was fine. So going into it, be like, I'm fine. Right. So even like before I walked on the stage, like I'm super nervous, but I'm like, you guys are gonna laugh, and you should do this too. I'm like, but I'm so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good, you know, because I have done the work. Like everyone's here, everyone here is good at something. The other thing is. Are the things that you're nervous about, are they things that you'd like to do? Yeah. yeah. Right. So I if mean, they... Well, sometimes I don't know. You know what I mean? The fear of the unknown or, or whatever. Right. But you... Like, I know I've had experiences where I didn't do something and then later I regretted it. And then mm. there's times that, you know, I did push past it. I'm like, man, I'm really glad I did that. Okay. Like, I'm glad I didn't let that hold me back. Right. Know? So what's superpower number one in my book? <laughs> Yeah, those in order. No, but it's what it's what you're talking about. It's getting uncomfortable. Yeah. It is the best way to learn. So when you go, when you get into a situation that's not like life threatening, <laughs> when you get into a situation that's fearful, if the end result is going to make you better, the worst thing that can happen is you learning. It's the worst thing that can happen. It literally is. Sunday, I'm going to be a sideline reporter for World Team Tennis on CBS. I'm scared shitless. I'm telling you, I got to go to this meeting tomorrow. It's like professional tennis players and people who have like 
who have experience in sideline reporting, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I am so nervous, but what do I attach to? I have attached to the fact that I love being uncomfortable and I'm always gonna find my way through. And at the end of the day, if I suck, which I won't, <laughs> at the end of the day, I have two things to fall back on. Number one, I've learned a lot and I know I'm gonna get a second chance, even if I suck. And number two, I can always be me in every situation. And if I show who I am and I show my vulnerability, like even if I'm on camera and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous, I'm so excited to be here today for the viewers. If I'm myself, I can't be wrong, right? So when you get into these situations, um, you're gonna learn, you're gonna grow, attached to what the outcome is that you want is, attached to the good feeling, and then at the end of the day, just like, just go through it. Like feel it, you get dry mouth if you gotta speak, you gotta swallow a couple times, cool. Like the first time you teach a group fitness class, I'm like, tell the people you're nervous. Like, I'm nervous as hell, like I never did this before. Good, cause we are too, we don't know what you're gonna do to us, right? You know, make it, make it a part of the experience. I'm so telling you. So much of what you've said this week, I mean, every time you've spoken, I'm like, yes. You know, like as far as like being yourself and being honest with people and just yeah. showing your true. It's so crazy to me, like it's so crazy, like you. <laughs> Man, when, when Trans120 came out and you ran out, she got out of her car, I don't know if I reposted it. She ran out of her car, she got the box, she was like, Whoo! She's dancing with the box, she's opening it with one hand. There might be a lot of people out there that's like, oh my gosh, she's a lot. But that means you ain't but you but you ain't for everybody and everybody ain't for you. If you watch a movie, if we all watch a movie, we're like, that's my favorite actor, that's my favorite actor. Or some of us would be like, well, I don't like her. You know what I mean? Good. Right? And so like, just be you. That's why I think it's just so important to be you. That's why I don't want the safe space to have 50,000 people in a safe space. I, you know, I want to build it to the people in the world that really want to help and make a difference to like, to, to support other people and find a way to go through their successes or challenges um, and, and just be happy about it and, and open to it. But I just think being yourself is like so cool. You know, we all have something so, we all have something so uniquely great. And if I had time, I'm telling you, like we could all give a lesson on something that we know that the rest of the people at the table don't know. So when you go into a situation that causes anxiety, just be you. You're gonna be able to provide something from your experience to get through that barrier in that journey. Whew, y'all got me preaching up here. <laughs> you wanna go next since you're here? Yes. <laughs> from the moment, well not from the moment, I was gonna say from the moment I pressed play, but kinda like after I recovered, from my first <laughs> um, water was heavy. Um, I was like, I want to be one of those people. I want to be up there. Like, what I've, I've always wanted to dance. But now that I've gotten into like the other stuff, I'm like, well, I'm badass. This too. Like, this is what I want to do. So, like, the only question I have is, how can I be that? How can I be one of those people on the stage? Like, what do I have to do? To so, show my first you question. That? Okay, so you don't need to show me nothing. That's one thing you don't, you, the only thing you need to show me is what you're doing is being you. My question is like, what are you doing every day to get there? Um, well, this summer I have been just like 
my sort of training. Like, I got a job on bourbon, and for 37 hours straight, I just danced. And I get people to come in. I told them I wanted to be a, a barker. They tried to make me a barker and security, but I had to explain it. I'm too cute for that. <laughs> I don't have like a real progression. Like, if things are out of control, one of two things are gonna happen. I'm gonna run, or I'm gonna go on. Like, yeah. you don't want me to go 100 in your place. So, um, but yeah, like, um, after I decided that wasn't really the job for me, I'm like, you know what? The MC job, that's the job for me. So I have been on the stage, like it's my job. And I'm up there and I'm getting women to come up on the stage. I, I auditioned and what you're saying, be yourself. I auditioned and the guy said, well, you're too sexy and your voice is too deep. You're gonna have to change how you are. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not gonna change how I am. I went out there, my third day out there, um, the man that told me to change how, how I am was DJ. And the guy that MCs that I'm shadowing, me and him were doing our thing. And I got women to come up, like doing what I do. Yeah. Um, and then I had somebody, I have it on my phone, a guy, he asked me for my number, he sent me a text message. And he was like, um, like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, I love your energy. And like, keep doing what you're doing for our sisters. Because my friend had absolutely like, no confidence. And when she got on the stage, she was like, I can't do this. I was like, follow me, we're gonna go to this side. To that side, yeah. to that side, and then one, two, three, four. By the time we got to four, she was popping. I was like, Wait. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, like I told, I'm like, you're not shy. You can do it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't be scared. Yeah. Everybody's up here doing it. So just to kind of like, I want to go into. So yeah, so that's the thing. Like, it's every single day. Like getting up there, you know, it's like, how do I get up there? Well, up there is nothing, unless you are not necessarily prepared to be up there because it's not that whether or not you're prepared. It's like are you exercising the passion to be up there, right? Because I think a lot of times when we want to achieve a goal, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but this is the lesson. A lot of times we want to achieve a goal, it's how a lot of people start off their weight loss journey. They get a vision board, they post some raggedy ass girl that got photoshopped on the front of a magazine. Not raggedy, but you know, that's my <laughs> funny way of saying it, right? And then, and then they look at that, they leave their room or they leave their house and they look at their vision board and they keep saying this photoshopped woman. And that, and you want to go from zero to a hundred, right? But, but you, you're not. First of all, you're never going to get there. You're never going to get to her because that's not you. And secondly, as you go through these step by step process to get up there, you might find yourself on your own stage somewhere else that has nothing to do with up there, right? So that's what I'm saying. Do something every day that fuels your soul because this MC job might get you. Might be on the you might be the news home girl. You yeah, know, you just never know. Now that's just my summer. Right, no, but I'm just saying, like, like, just like, doing I things. I have available in the summer because I live in New Orleans in the summertime. Yeah. And then for the rest of the 10 months, I live in my boring army town, just yeah. like, you know, mom and, and nanny and whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know, like, just, I'm gonna say over the past four years, I have been like finding who Georgie yeah. is, what Georgie wants to do, what makes me happy. Because I do like to help people, but I usually end up getting screwed over. But with fitness or even like, you know, with the dancing and getting people to come out of their shell and see that they can do. Like there was a girl on the bus and she was like, oh, I'm scared. So I'm going, girl, you got this. You can do this. You're badass. And then I saw her later and she was like, how did you do? And I was like, good, but how did you do? And she was like, it was so much easier than I expected. Yeah. Right. So just like, I would just say, keep doing that, finding the path. And also the fact that you're helping people is golden because the more you help people and you help people break their boundaries, it's going to help you learn even more tools to be able to, when you are up there, how to give. Okay. 
and we can talk more about that. You know, we, we got time in another space, but I want to get, we got a few more questions. Yes. All right, my journey started in 2014, and I was T25 in, and I got pregnant. And then in December of 2014, I lost that baby. And Max 30 was just out. And I started Max 30 while I was very much grieving. And Max 30 motivated me. You, Jessica's smiles, and you know, like that was, saved my life. It's what kept me going. And it gave me a reason. It, it was almost, I was angry at my body and that was my motivation to work so hard. I don't have that motivation now. And I don't believe that I'm enough. And I don't know how to find that, to get back to a better version of where I was without that pain that was guiding me. Okay, so two questions. First of all, I've been through the miscarriage, so we're gonna hug it out. We're gonna have that moment. So, um, how do you get back? It's probably one of the most asked questions, you know, and I'll say this, you know, it's, it's the yo-yo effect, right? It's, I fell off, I wanna get back. And so I'm doing this, it's like this song and dance. I would like to know though, if you allowed yourself to grieve all the way. I think I did. Um, I have my rainbow mm -hmm. and I wouldn't change anything about getting to her. Um, as a result of what I went through, I was healthier when I got pregnant with her and she is the most amazing baby ever. You know, July 16th is the due date for the baby that I lost. So this time of year is always just a when you say rainbow, tough. can you can you just um, define rainbow? So the rainbow comes after the storm. It's the baby that you have after the one that you've lost. Okay. Oh, so and okay. so it's. Um, I think I've gotten through that grieving process. You know, there's always the the what if, um, and you know, I have a memorial tattoo for that baby, and sometimes I find myself looking at it and you know just wondering, but. The family that I have now is the family that I was meant to have. Yes. And, you know, with my girls and their love for dance, I've started dancing more. Um, I never thought I would start doing ballet at 37 years old, but I did and I love it. Um, we're doing the mom's hip hop now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but... Can I do something really special? Give me one second. Could have a uh, quote-unquote Shanti answer, right? But 
I am that rainbow for her. And so I think it would be really great to hear something more coming from her, somebody who experienced. So while my mom didn't have a miscarriage, she had twins and she lost one of the twins. How did you do it? Well, thank God for Sean, because when I lost the baby, I had a big problem with it, like he said. Um, that night I went to the funeral and the guy asked me, are you ready to go? I was ready to go, but I said to him, can we go get my son? He didn't know, I, he did not know that I had a set of twins. So they had to speak to someone else and said, yes, she has a set of twins, so she has to go get her other son. After having him and then having Sean, Sean was like the son that I lost. Thank God for him. He's been an inspiration to me. He's been an inspiration to the family and to the highest. I love him dearly, regardless of all that he has been through and what he's been through. Things that I don't even know about, that I don't know about, that he has told me about. But I thank God for Sean. And the, it's just, it's teary. It is. It, it makes you want to cry. It does. And watching y'all just bring more tears to my eyes. <laughs> you know, so I'm trying to be strong here, but. You don't have to. Uh, but um, how'd you find your way, you know, through that? Um, finding my way through it was showing my love to to him and to his brother, and just thanking God that it was another person that could go through it with with me. You know, I was. I was nervous the whole time. It was it was a bad experience, but finding my way through it with through Sean was like I took him and maybe I made made him look like he was the brother to the twin to the brother. Cause I dressed them like up until they were <laughs> what? Seven, maybe third grade. So Ennis didn't want to anymore. Yeah, Ennis said, Mom, stop. We're not twins. He's my brother. And I think that's probably when I just said, okay. I had to realize he's not his twin, he is his baby brother. You know, so I got through it, I got through it, and thank God I did. And I think that, um, and I think that that's, that's like the powerful part, that last thing she said. Like, like, I can be the rainbow, but I think when she realized like, oh, well, like the baby that's in heaven mm -hmm. is like such a powerful force. And so for you, I think the best way to heal is to be like, Maybe it's a daily conversation, which may be tough. This is just something. You talk to the baby that's in heaven as its own baby. And it's, you are allowed to have that relationship. And it doesn't have to correlate with the next child. It doesn't. Because you had that relationship. You carried that child. You felt the energy. You know, you guys went through it together. And so I want you to know that it is okay it is okay to feel that way, to feel lost, but I think once you literally connect that and be like, you were your own person and you provide me with this strength, and while the, the, the next baby is brought a lot of joy to you, mm -hmm. it's, it's, they're that own person too. It's hard, it's hard. When you lose, there's always, there's someone coming for you. And always remember that, just keep trying. Don't give up. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> sorry, I just thought it would be a better one. Um, all right. I know, I know. Let's see. Okay, so we got a couple minutes and then next question. Well, a, a little back history. I'm in a pretty toxic marriage. And I'm trying to, ever since Sean Week started, that's when my journey really began. And I've been trying to really improve myself, lots of personal development, you know, working out. And what, something you said over there is kind of how I'm going to detour it, because my question was kind of how to deal with toxic and negative relationships. Um, but when we were doing the toast, you mentioned how you like to listen to the psychological things and figure out people's emotional reactions. Yeah. Um, I think as a result of the years I've been in such an unhappy situation, my emotional reaction has been kind of losing myself and kind of becoming numb to everything yeah, yeah. and turning to food for comfort. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to figure how to get back on track with my life in the middle of this health situation. We're trying to decide whether we're going to stay together. Um, there's just an awful lot of stress. Question, are we trying to decide? You mean it's he or yes. I? Meaning like, is it really, are you sitting down at the end of the day or at breakfast or finding time I mean like let's actually what are the pros and cons of this that's a really tough question Um, to me there's a lot more cons than pros Um, the the pros the biggest pro of us staying together is financial and the kids which now that my kids are older I've seen it's probably done more harm to stay than it would have to leave a long time ago Um, financially leaving would be very, very difficult. Another con is talking about his response. He's the kind that will just let this float forever. You know, we will be in this spot 10 years from now. Right. If we don't. So this is the hardest thing I probably would have to say to you. But just like I say in weight loss, I say don't chase the number. Mm-hmm. Because your weight is always going to fluctuate. Don't chase the number in this situation. Financially, It'll be tough. But that same energy that's draining you every single day, when that person and that energy is not in your space anymore, now you have this new energy that can work toward building finances and building you, and you won't have this cloud. Like, no one wants to go outside in a rainy day every single day, right? It is okay to create sunshine for yourself even if you don't have a car and you have to walk with an umbrella that has a couple holes, right? Because it's freedom. 
it is freedom. Chase the feeling. What kind of feeling? And I know there's so many layers to this and you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, like what kind of feeling do you want to have when you wake up tomorrow? I want to be happy and know who I am and have a positive life and be able to have great experiences and not feel so weighed down all the time. And are you going to get that if you stay in this? Right. And now this probably will call for a deeper conversation that we can have another time and we can schedule a Zoom call because I think we can have we should have more time. Um, but chase the feeling. So each and every day you chase the feeling because the number is just not... I never, I tell you guys something, I never know and I hate when I'm told how much I'm getting paid to do something. I hate it because... Whenever I attach a number, a dollar sign, or someone's like, I want to lose 35 pounds, and I'm trying to help them lose 35 pounds, I'm not attaching to the human being, or if it's a job, I'm not attaching to the experience. And with the feeling, I'm going to be able to provide or get from that particular experience. So try to chase the feeling, especially in this situation. And last but not least, and I want to tell you, I was in a bad relationship. I have the scars to prove it things thrown at me even to the point where I like returned the car and I thought like I was going to walk out the house and this person like jumped on me and started like beating me in the head and at that point you know I had two choices in me because I could I was physically stronger than this person I was like okay so Sean you're strong enough to get out of this house or you're strong enough to kill him and go to jail so make your decision I attach to the feeling what do I want to feel the next day yes this shit hurts but I'm not going to jail and I never have to see you again, right? And so I got, I called my brother the next day before that second situation happened. I called my brother, he went to work, the guy went to work. I called my brother, I was like, just come in, trash bags, it does not matter if I forget something and there's still this poster to this day that I didn't get and I'm so mad. <laughs> but it was the only thing that was left there and I don't know how much clothes we took. I know we had like four or five bags and I left and I went. And did I have $30,000 in debt in a car for the next six years? Yes, but guess what? I don't have that debt anymore, but the minute I left, I started such a brand new life. Did I struggle? Did I have, I was, I was at $1.600,000 in debt in my life. But I attached to the feeling. So I just want to tell you, there is a way and happiness and sunshine providing that to you is the way. Okay. All right. So I'm going to get you both of your questions during the live show. Thank you guys so much. We need to do this more often, but specifically for you guys. Thanks for coming today, your time, uh, traveling, even though if you're not at Summit. Are you at Summit too? Yes. Okay. So even if you're not at Summit um, or if you're here and I know you probably could be with your teams or whatever. I just really appreciate you coming and spending this extra time with me. And um, let's just have a good show. And thank you so much. And then we're going to be mingling. You guys some wine or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to get a hug from each and every one of you.